G'day everybody, Sam Marwood here from Cultivate Farms. Uh, we try and make it possible for people to own their own farm or support them on their pathway to own the farm. And today we're talking with Shaya, who's based up in Byron Bay. Shaya, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, I've actually just moved to Mawillamba, so <laughs> I'm in Tweed, China. And that's part of this story I want to unpack uh, with yeah. everyone, with you, Shaya. And um, the story is of... Uh, persistence and that's what we talk about so much at Cultivate Farms that finding your farm is not an easy thing um, and it takes determination, it takes time, it takes asking people, knocking on doors, driving up driveways, um, creating newsletters which Shay does all the time uh, and getting attention until one day someone says to you hey I've got a farm and I've been watching you and I know you and I think you're amazing how about we work together on it? And that, in a nutshell, is the story, share, I believe, from, from your end, which is why I wanted to catch up. Um, so maybe love for you just give us some background about yourself and, and your farming enterprise, and then let's turn into that, that, that journey you've been on over the last few years to, to get that secure piece of land for yourself. Yeah, um, look, I, um, I'm a certified organic farmer. Um, I grow industrial hemp, cut flowers and market vegetables. I started my business uh, in 2016. And um, yeah, it's been a huge journey since that point. I um, came in from an industrial hemp perspective, which is a grain crop. And so I learned market farming really from scratch. And um, yeah, and that's been my journey through, uh, yeah, through as a small scale organic producer, trying to find market share in, in um, yeah, in, in Byronshire and beyond. And not only finding market share, but finding that long term secure piece of dirt as well. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know, I I don't know about this. This is this is the thing for me. Um, there are a lot of farmers that end up leasing land pretty much for their whole lives. And I, I'm not really sure, yeah, what my path is going to be, whether I'm going to, you know, continue to be a leasing farmer or whether I will, like, I will get to own land. Um, at this stage where I live, which is, has been Byron Shire, uh, the land value is extremely high. So it's, it really holds a lot of, um, yeah, it, it just provides a barrier really to entry for uh, young farmers, for people who aren't handed down farms, um, who aren't trustafarians, you know, all of those situations. Um, so if you're a landless farmer and you don't, and you don't have farming in your, in your family, then it can be really difficult and challenging to find land to, um, to farm, to start your journey on. Yeah, it's, um, it's a common story. We hear it a lot, and especially from younger people, because often we don't have the kind of capital um, that's required for entry, especially in locations such as um, Byronshire. So what was your differentiator then, Shaya, that you, you've got this piece of land now, which we'll talk about in a second, but your previous property that you're on. Yeah. How, how did that unfold? Um, I grew industrial hemp there as a trial crop. Huh. And um, the, so it was a sugarcane farm, 100 acre sugarcane farm. They, um, the owner just, he really liked uh, my attitude and he liked that I was a hard worker and that I did what I said was, what I said I was going to do, um, which are all really important things in the agricultural sector. So um, once he'd seen that, he, they had had an idea, the couple had had an idea that they would like to have a vegetable garden on the property. And um, 
I love I love gardening and farming and I was just leaving hemp at that time and it seemed like a um, a yeah just an opportunity to move into that he offered me land um, on on his property and I stayed there for four years so yeah and and even that that, that my understanding is there was a sense of long term uh, with that but obviously situations change in everyone's lives as well and so you had to sound like Yes. Right. That's right. Yeah. The situation for my landlords changed. Um, they went into retirement and so they wanted less happening on the land and they didn't want to manage so much stuff. So it became an opportunity for me to move on. Also, <laughs> this was before COVID. I was just about to, um, to sort of pivot my business into tourism. Um, that was really where I was headed um, in Byron Shire. And, uh, but now with the advent of, of the COVID um, thing, control virus thing, then what, what has actually happened is that um, obviously tourism has ended up here um, for the time being. Um, we don't really know when that's coming back. So I really had to, um, yeah, had to look at the situation and be agile in what I've done. So, yeah. So we caught up again about a month ago and we were starting and you were saying we need, you need a new piece of land and we're about to start. We wrote a media release. We're about to put it out. And then you send an email going, actually, uh, I found something in someone in a farm. And I'd love to hear that story, Shay. Like it, um, and I think this is what I really want to encourage with farmers is that you get to that. You probably get to that point where you're like, uh, I need an answer here. I can't do tourism. The property I'm on at the moment, um, they're going to, uh, I'm going to have to get out of there soon. Yes. Did that just magnify the the urgency for you and and force you to take different tricks and tacks to try? It did really. I moved off my farm in December of last year, so I I was off the farm um, before COVID hit in February, which is when I was talking to you. yeah, so basically it changed the, the, the piece of land that I was looking for. I was looking to stay uh, close to a tourist centre and um, to, be, yeah, to be setting my whole business up around tourism enterprises. And um, because of the COVID situation, it has caused me to, to change that approach because um, tourism is no longer a certainty. Uh, you know, in Byron Bay, we have about, I think it's, something like a million visitors come to the place and um it i I often have a lot of requests for people to come on the farm and to actually experience what it is to farm and so i decided i was you know i really love to educate i love to talk and um yeah it seemed like a really good (laughs) a really good way for me to to work and to be able to fulfill all of those things but uh, now the situation has changed there is no tourism here in the Shire at the moment. Um, of course, there's lots of speculation as to whether it's going to come back, um, whether the borders are going to open, um, whether the international borders are going to open, because a lot of our trade is also international tourists here in Byron Shire and also probably Tweed Shire and the Gold Coast. So, yeah, we're, it's kind of um, just needing to keep our eyes really, really closely peeled and watching and, um, yeah, trying to remain agile. So, so what I've decided to do is just to go back into production at this point and, um, and watch to see what is going to happen once um, the borders open up for Queensland. I think it's up uh, near September now they're talking. Um, but yeah, just to see what's actually happening on the markets too, on the produce markets, because I've talked to a lot of different farmers, different crops and all, everything's all over the shop at the moment. So we're, 
watching to see how the markets are going to um, pan out and what's happening because there's all kinds of shifts everywhere across the board in every sector. And, and so in those discussions you had with those farmers, so you must have been talking yeah. around the market side of things, but through that is how your current opportunity came about. How, what's that story? So. Yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm here on a property now in Chillingham. I met um, the farmer who farms here in January. His name is Scott Hall and his pro- the farm he has is Gabalar Syntropic. Um, uh, yeah, Syntropic, is Gabalar Syntropic Farm? Yeah. I think it is, or Syntropic Agriculture, Agroforestry Farm. Um, sorry, I got the name wrong. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I met him in January and we, he's another small-scale organic Uh, grower in the area and we got to talking um, if you've been following my journey for the past three or four years I'm always very pro co-ops I've always got my hand up in the air for anyone who who wants to uh, start to work cooperatively and collaboratively because I do believe that this is the way that um, small-scale farmers are going to survive we're not going to be able to do it all independently by ourselves so the sooner we learn to cooperate and collaborate um, together and you know be able to sell together distribute together and do different things like like this in a cooperative fashion i don't know that there's that yeah much resiliency in our sector if we if we don't move to that so i met scott um yeah in january and it in at the end of february into march no actually it was in march he, um, an opportunity came up with um, a house coming available. So I moved out of a, a prop, uh, one of the houses on the property. So that became available for, for me. I wasn't looking at this farm, as I said, because um, I wasn't looking at this farm because of my, uh, my focus was on tourism. So I was wanting to stay near a, near a center, near Barnshire, really. So when COVID happened and everything went haywire, then it opened up my possibility for moving out here because it changed um again i had to pivot <laughs> pivot my head again okay i'm not going to be doing tourism right now so let's move into production back again um and just get stable in that and then i'll, I'll think about doing the tourism when and if that opens up into the future yeah and it just shows you feels like there's no wasted conversation um when you're out there talking about farming with someone who knows where it could lead to that's right that's right i'm always chatting to people i'll never turn down a conversation about farming i could talk underwater (laughs) farming all day long so yeah it's a really important conversation to have and yeah i've just been you know i've been looking for a farm since june of last year since june 2019 it's taken me 10 months to find my farm Um, i have talked to everybody i put out social media posts i put out blog posts i'm a blogger um yeah i you know i yeah <laughs> i've just sent it out far and wide anyone who i can speak to I, you know i just keep keep letting them know and just had to be very patient and trust that the right opportunity would come to me um you know and it, yeah I, I don't know how long term this will be i'm hoping i'll be here for five years and then i might be on to somewhere else i'm not sure as I said, it just looks, um, because everything looks so unstable here at the moment, we also don't know what's going to happen with the property market <laughs> or land values. We're expecting that they might even fall. So um, you never know you yeah. never know what happens into the future. I might buy my own land in five years. So yeah, yeah that would be exciting too. But you'll keep, you'll keep blogging, obviously, and keep talking about your journey, which is why, again, I wanted to chat with you, Shay, because I think, yeah, you do such a great job. And through you you know, having the guts to tell your story as well, which is a big step even of itself. And then to continually keep at it and write it. I've got the farm yet. You're still writing, you know, um, yeah. 
I, I think you're a massive encouragement to everyone else across Australia that one, tell your story and, uh, and ask. And maybe it's not even so much necessarily focusing on asking, but just telling your story and saying, hey, I'm looking for a farm. Um, and just letting people know and things click and opportunities come and you talk to 100 people and one person finally comes back with an idea or That's an opportunity. Right. You only need one opportunity. That's right, yeah. Um, and it is about being patient. And, you know, it's hard for farmers. We're a certain type of personality. Most of us are quite introverted and we don't really want to share our, our lives with the rest of the world, which is why we've become farmers. We like plants and animals. <laughs> we like open spaces. We like very little people around. Generally, that's how we are, you know. So it, it is an enormous challenge for, um, it was an enormous challenge for me to start blogging and to share my life personally online as I do. And I have quite a large following. So, you know, it, it's quite confronting to, yeah, to be speaking to people and know that they know everything about your life because you've just written it out and published it on Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, it, but that's been an enormous challenge for me personally. And I, you know, I still find my way through that, but I do want to be, uh, I do want to share vulnerably what, what's happening for me because I, you know, a lot of people don't realize what it is to farm and they don't realize you know, how much business and organization goes into it and yeah, just, just what is involved really. Um, so I believe that by sharing my story, I'm hopefully uh, increasing the, the awareness that the public might have about what small scale organic growers do. And so I feel like I'm a voice for lots of organic growers that are hiding <laughs> fields away from the public eye. <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, I, I often get feedback from other farmers saying, oh, well, you know, that, that's been my journey. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for writing that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the reason I do it. It, it, it is uncomfortable um, at times for me. And you know, I, yeah, I can yeah, often remember, you know, writing a blog post and then just shutting my laptop and just crying, going, oh, my God, I believe I just did that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's part of our growth and, and being seen and being visible. If I, you know, I want to find a farm. I have to be visible. I've got to be seen so that people know I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. And, again, that's even more, I think, even more encouragement that you, who has an audience who is doing this already, still finds it a tough thing to do and there's so many farmers out there who you know don't have not even considered sharing their story um and i guess i want to encourage you that it is not an easy thing to think about but the benefits can be so massive and it comes back to maybe a bit more of a philosophical discussion around well what do you want out of life do you want your farm and what are you willing to do to get there and getting attention right yeah that's right Farming will push you in all levels of growth, you know, um, you, you have to be able to, you have to hold so many different hats, being a, a small business operator and being a farmer. So, yeah, I, I, um, I do believe a lot of personal growth is required to be able to come, you know, successfully into this kind of enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Well, Shay, I'll, I'll leave it there. And I, I just, you know, all strength to you and well done and love your persistence. Uh, everyone should follow your newsletter. What's, what's the website people should go to? Lifeforcefarm.com. Lifeforcefarm.com. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You can subscribe to my newsletter there. And um, yeah, I often share articles um, around 
Yeah, I write quite a lot. Sorry, my cats, my cats are trying to jump on me. Um, I write quite a lot about um, issues affecting small-scale growers all the way from production right the way through to selling things and um, just nutritionally. I'm also from a healing background, so I write a lot about food and the links to farming and, yeah, just anything. Anything in that realm is what interests me. Okay, I will encourage everyone to get on there and follow you and if not, at the very least, be inspired. And and there are fellow farmers like Shay out there who yeah. are using the internet, blogging, even just talking to people. Get out there, talk, tell people your plans, your vision, and doors will open. It's not easy and it'll take yeah. time, but doors will open. So, Shay, thank you so much for just your energy and passion and for sharing, again, your story. Um, yeah, really thank you so it. much. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the work that you're doing in trying to bridge that gap um, between farmers and landholders. So, yeah. Thank you. We'll see you soon, Shaya. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for your attention. We know there are thousands of other things you could be doing or other podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen to listen to us. We appreciate your time so much. Please reach out uh, as we're happy to work through your farm ownership pathway with you. Let's get you farming.